All righty, people. Welcome to the program on this Thursday afternoon. And may I start it in this fashion. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. There you go. The fourth Thursday of November. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. You'd think that'd conjure up some sort of talkback topic, wouldn't you? But oh, no. Coach K's just gone bang, knocked it on the head. Sorry, mate, you're out. But anyway, we'll get to that very shortly. Uh, g'day, afternooners. Thanks for tuning in, however you are listening. Uh, SEN welcomes you to our, well, maybe not so broad today, House of Worship. SEN Q693 AM in Brisbane, SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Remember, download the SEN app, listen anywhere at any time. We're doing it all thanks to SBS Fence, portable toilet and temporary fence hire in Sydney. Make sure you go and say good day to Alex and the team at sbsfence.com. Part two, Gus Gould today, the general manager of football at the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. So we're excited about getting into that as well. Before that, the Sydney Morning Herald's Chief Rugby League reporter, Adrian Prezenko. There is lots to talk about in the world of rugby league. Jerome Luai and Matt Burton and Michael Jennings. We'll get him on the uh, Nikita Zoo fight and we'll get to that very shortly as well. Afternoons Amplified with Coach K Sports Update with Coach K. The two o'clock flock is your chance to win $100 cash from Tristan and the team at Top Sport. My understanding is that Tristan will excuse himself for another golf day. It's either A, golf day, B, lunch, or C, uh, lunch after his golf day. But from all reports, he's going to be on today. We'll do the Who Am I? We'll squeeze that in. And then, of course, the crossover. We've got that today with Sydney Flames player Vanessa Panousis. So Vanessa's from Virginia Tech, part of the Atlantic Coast Conference, uh, would have played against Duke, which is where my wife went. Just ask her, uh, is Virginia Tech any good? She said, no, I'm from Duke. They're rubbish. So a little bit of sledging early doors on that one. Uh, the open line number, that's the same, one 300 0157 0457 So we've got the $100 cash to give away to the best contribution around that one. Right, let's start with it. Uh, Rugby League. Okay, back page of the Daily Telegraph today. Uh, Big story coming in too from Brent Reid and Dave Riccio uh, talking about if Jerome Luai does go to the West Tigers at $4 million, I'm presuming that's a $1 million. $1 million probably won't get him, and I think they'd be prepared to pay more than that. So uh, a $4 million deal. Uh, that might end up with Dave Clemmer leaving the club. So he's contracted there for 24, 25, 26. And this was something that Benji Marshall said yes to. Now, here's the interesting part of it, that apparently neither Dave Clemmer nor his agent were made aware of any attempts uh, to release him. So uh, it's apparently a third party unrelated to the front rower. So this is another issue that anyway... um, so there's a lot to unpack with this story. Firstly, West Tigers, uh, are you able or do you think it's good business to get Jerome Luai at $1.1 million a year? Personally, I think you need a circuit breaker. When you're the West Tigers and you've run 16th and 17th respectively, that's last and last over the course of the last two years, you need to have a circuit breaker. I reckon Jerome Luai is that circuit breaker. Does it guarantee success? No. But what are your other options? Are you confident in what you've got there is going to be successful in the National Rugby League? Based on what I'm seeing there in the Tigers and their halves, no, certainly not yet. Certainly not straight away in season 2024. And remember, this is a huge year for Benji Marshall, the coach. So you have to make some tough decisions around this. You have to maybe spend a little more. 
to, as I say, be a little bit of a circuit breaker. But we'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, apparently, the talk is that Jerome Luai is saying uh, he sees himself elsewhere than the Panthers. So uh, that'll be interesting. That means that he's not automatically going to the West Tigers too, by the way. There's other teams, most notably, I'd say, the Dragons and the Bulldogs that would have some sort of interest. But I want to hear from Panthers fans. Would you be upset to see Jerome Luai do, uh, go? I want to hear from Tigers fans. Would you be happy to see him at your club at that price? I think everyone would love Jerome Luai at their club. Are you happy at that price? So too for Bulldogs, Dragons fans, and indeed anywhere else where you think Jerome Luai might be a target. There are other targets out there as well. Tommy Dearden, Shane Flanagan saying, yep, we'd be interested. Just Tom knows we'd be interested. Uh, from what I understand, doesn't want it played out uh, very publicly. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. But if I'm Shane Flanagan at the Dragons and they're saying we're, we're being very open about talking to Tom Dearden, doesn't mean they're not talking to Jerome Luai as well too. Remember? Just because it's out in the media doesn't mean it's the only thing that's happening. I think that's an important way to look at that one. So if Jerome Luai did go to the Bulldogs, he'd be on that left-hand side, right? First receiver, left-hand side. So what does Matty Burton do? Matty Burton, we heard yesterday, wants to play at 5'8". Adrian Prezenko writes again about uh, Matty Burton, who spoke yesterday. Let's have a listen to Matt talking about his potential halves partner for 2024. Who would you want to be paired with? Toby Sexton, I think, at the moment, he's, he's showing really good signs and um, we sort of played some good footy there at the back end of the year. So, yeah, he's training the house down. And, uh, we've got a good good combo there. So, yeah, he's killing it. So there you go. Does uh, Toby Sexton gets the endorsement from Matty Burton? Matty Burton needs to get the endorsement from Cameron Serraldo. So uh, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Burton said, I spoke to the coach. He was talking about that position and, uh, I'm just have to work my backside off to play 5-8, but this is the but, whatever is best for the team. That's right. We like hearing that. Whatever is best for the team. News coming across from New Zealand. Uh, Michael Maguire, well, they think he's just going to be New South Wales coach. That's to be rubber stamped. Um, whenever this is going to happen with the New Zealand Rugby League. So we'll have to wait and see what happens here. And there's also some speculation that the Canberra Raiders are still open to Michael Maguire working in some form, uh, some capacity with them for 2024. So we've still got to we've still got to work out what happens with the New Zealand Rugby League. Then we want, need to work out what's happening with the New South Wales Rugby League, and then of course we'll find out what's happening with the Canberra Raiders. Probably in that order, and of course it's been those former players headlined by Tony Kemp over there at SENZ talking about the fact that he doesn't believe that Michael Maguire should be coaching the Kiwis, even though they won 30-0 against Australia. Biggest victory ever. Largest losing margin for Australian Kangaroos. Uh, he doesn't think that Michael Maguire should be coaching. Anyway, we'll wait and see that all plays out. Remember we were talking yesterday about Dylan Biggs and his lack of promotion of this fight? And we said, well, I said, well, if he knocks him out in the first round, though, that'll be promotion enough. He nearly knocked out Nikita Zhu. Went down and then attacked straight afterwards. I was watching very closely. And I tell you what, it was a great fight. I'm going to go on the record and say this. You might think it's a stupid thing to say, but, hey, wouldn't be the first time you've heard that in the afternoon's program at SEN. I'm going to say Nikita Zhu is better to watch than Tim Zhu. Tim Zhu... Is an, uh, doesn't have the, well, maybe he's, he's got the artistry, he's got the technique, he's got the desire, 
There's no doubt he prepares himself physically absolutely superbly. And I know he's the WBO lightweight, uh, light middleweight champion of the world. But when Nikita Zhu steps in the ring, things happen. Gets knocked down, has to fight his way back, gets hit numerous times, not afraid to get hit at all, and then just wears down his opponent. Do you see his response when Biggs was in trouble last night? He was ferocious. What do they call him? The butcher. He was all over Dylan Biggs. In the end, it was just, to his credit, Dylan Biggs showed great confidence. So uh, Nikita Zhu is now the champion of Australia. It's super welterweight. And what do we know? What do we know? What do we want to see after this? Well, let's hear from the boys post the fight. You've yelled it out, Vegas baby. Do you want to go together? You know who I'm chasing, so let's, let's get Nikita chasing one of those guys as well. And we'll bring all of Australia to Vegas. March 2nd, you know what's up. There we go, package deal. The, the Zoo Brothers. I don't know whether they're going to get this fight off the ground. Uh, it looks like, what did uh, Georgie Rose say? The goal was always to go to Vegas, even before COVID. Still, uh, Tim still hasn't had his Vegas moment. Vegas is the vibe. Vegas is the talk. And the more we put it out there, the more it's going to happen. I totally agree with that. So they are desperate to go. There, and, and that'd be great too, because all those Aussies going over there, Coach K would love to go and see. I think Timmy Zoo's a Rabbitohs fan too, isn't he? Who's, who, which clubs grab Nikita Zoo? We don't know yet, do we? All right. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. Great fight last night. Great fight. So certainly got your money's worth if you paid for it across main event. Let's get to some cricket now. Marnus Lubbershane, he's back, and he's just saying, can't believe there's a game tonight. That's right. 12.30 tonight, tomorrow morning, Australia are taking on India in a T20 game. Very good. Will Travis Head be sober? I think that's the key question coming out of the celebrations after the ICC World Cup victory. So no Pat Cummins, no Josh Hazelwood, no Mitch Stark, no Mitch Marsh, no Cameron Green. Steve Smith's there, but we worked out yesterday why he's there. Look at me. Open the batting and hit the ball everywhere in T20 cricket. By me, IPL franchise. By me is what we think Steve Smith is saying over there. But Manus, Manus, very happy to be back here and getting himself ready for the test season. We've got live sport going on at the moment. That is the Australian PGA up there at Royal Queensland. Right now, uh, he's through 18. Minwoo Lee is a two-shot leader over Adam Scott. So Aussie Aussie at the top of the leaderboard. And Adam Scott is one of those guys who is so popular uh, around Australia, but certainly in Queensland as well. First of all, let's hear from Minwoo Lee when asked about representing Australia at the Olympics? That's another goal of mine. Um, I feel like I'm pretty close uh, up there, so I, 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 need, I definitely need a good year. Uh, those guys are, the guys in front of me are having a really good, really good last year, and um, they're probably going to keep going this year, so uh, I need to show up. Yeah, so that's Minwoo Lee. He's leading by two shots. So this will help with uh, all of that, the rankings. At present, on the world golf rankings, Minwoo Lee is... 45th. So did a bit of research on this one. Here's how it works. 60 males, 60 females play in Paris 2024 golf tournament. They've set aside a spot each for French golfers. So they have a couple of locals there, right? So there's 59 spots available. So you think, oh, 45, he's okay, Min Woo Lee. Not the case. They actually do it off what is known as the Olympic uh, 
golf ranking. So Olympic golf ranking is how they do it. It doesn't correspond with what happens in the world golf rankings. So if I look at the men's Olympic golf ranking, we've got two Aussies that are there. Cam Smith is actually ranked 18 in the world on the um, official golf rankings. He's 12th in the world on Olympic golf ranking. Now, complicated by Liv, I've got no doubt about that, but try and work that one out. The good news is Jason Day is there as well. But Cam Davis and Minwoo Lee, 44 and 45 in the world, they don't appear in the top 59 for Olympic golf rankings. Uh, So that is a little bit of a disappointment. You understand why he is so keen to play so well. We've got two women there. One of them's his sister. So Minji Lee, she's number five in the world. She's number five on the Olympic rankings. And Hannah Green is 25 in the world, but she's 22 on the Olympic rankings. So there you go. A little bit of background there on Olympic golf. Uh, And I know you were really keen on that one. We'll keep you updated. What about Elvis Smiley? He was a leader there for a time. Elvis Smiley. Familiar name and you go, surely no. So you look it up and yes, Liz Smiley, former world number 20 tennis player is his mum, and he is the youngest of three. So there you go. He was leading. The youngster uh, is a golfer, and his dad was a tennis player as well. So uh, good to see Elvis Smiley. Uh, Apparently, Elvis has been caught in a trap a couple of times, um, but he's still posting a very good round. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all week. Try the veal. Uh, Just on Cam Smith, um, he was shedding a tear when the Broncos lost the grand final. I know we're going to Brisbane at the moment, Coach K. Yes, okay, we are. I love Cam Smith, and he's a four-time winner of the Australian PGA, but there's just a little bit of me that goes, isn't that great that they got so close and couldn't quite get it done? On the back of that, actually, that might be our talk topic, on the back of the Broncos leading 24 points to eight and not getting the win. Just on golf, John Rahm, there's speculation too that he's going to go to live. So they said he's open to going to live, if they increase their initial offer, the initial offer, I thought they were coming back together again. No wonder Adam Scott's confused on this one. I think everyone's confused on this one. The initial offer for John Rahm to go to live was $572 million. Now, John's, John's saying, if you increase that, I'll be very interested. So not happy with the PGA, especially when they immediately got back together. I thought this had all fallen over. But anyway... Uh, that heads of agreement that they've signed, they don't seem to have made much more progress on this one. I know he was really vibing on this, stealing the words of George Rose, but Coach K was telling me about the Davis Cup. This is this is going to be huge, quote unquote. Uh, 20-year Davis Cup title drought for Australia. They're into the semifinals. So Alex Dimonor had to do it, uh, and he was down a set, fought back, as he always does. 4-6, 7-6, 7-5. So that's on the back of Jordan Thompson losing. And then, of course, Matt Ebden and Max Purcell, they always win. Well, six of their seven doubles ties for Australia, they have won. So they're into the semifinals. So well done to the Aussies on that one. Let's have a listen to the captain, Leighton Hewitt, post the tie. 
So proud. Uh, pride and passion. That's what it's all about. And these boys, the team spirit, the camaraderie, uh, not that the, these two have the rest of the group. You know, the guys not playing as well, the support staff, everyone's got each other's back. And, uh, yeah, a hell of an effort by the boys today to dig deep and find something extra. And, you know, these two, you know, let's not take that for granted. That was a massive effort, not knowing if they were coming out here or not, riding the ups and downs of uh, the first two matches and then coming out and putting on a clinic like that was uh, bloody impressive. Uh I get the sense that Leighton's a captain you'd like to play for, right? If you're a young Aussie tennis player and Leighton Hewitt rings you up and says, you want to come and play some Davis Cup, you'd be all over it, wouldn't you, Nick Kyrgios? But anyway, um, that sounds fantastic. Uh, Leighton Hewitt, very excited about that. Nearly as excited as Coach K, as I mentioned. Roy Masters has written in the Sydney Morning Herald talking about the NRL's five-year deal to play over there. It gives a chance to every club to go over there, expansion or otherwise. Um, so they're getting the opportunity to get a foothold in the US and the booming online sports betting market. So he, here's the rationale. Does anyone think it's a little flawed? Of all the money Australians spend gambling on sports online, only 2% is bet on NFL. So, okay, all money gambled on Australia online, 2% on the NFL. If the same percentage of American punters bet on NRL games, Rugby league share of total online US gambling would be 150 million. Does any does anyone not think that's the most flawed rationale you've ever heard? Just because we bet on the NFL doesn't mean all the Americans are going to go. Oh, look, the NRL. Let's go and bet on that. Anyway, there's a lot of work to do, and Phil Gould's going to talk about it a little bit later on today during part two. But very interesting. You want to get your head around what the NFL do over there in America? They haven't played a Black Friday game ever. So we've got Thanksgiving games coming up, three of them. They're blockbusters. They're uh, divisional games too. And then on Friday, they're having their first ever game. So usually it's high school football, but they call it Black Friday. Guess who bought it? Amazon. So they Black Friday sales are huge over there in America after Thanksgiving. So much so that e-commerce came up with Cyber Monday. They just said, well, we need to create something. So they they came up with Cyber Monday. But Black Friday, what about this? Amazon have paid $100 million to watch the Miami Dolphins, to let you watch the Miami Dolphins play against the New York Jets. Any ad that you see, which, by the way, has been doubled in price for any advertiser that wants to uh, advertise across that, any ad you see, you can click on the ad and immediately that product will be added to your Amazon basket. We are in the future, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the future. I think that is absolutely extraordinary. All right. We've got to get ourselves to a break. Adrian Prezenko coming up very shortly. Before we do that, on the back of Adam Reynolds saying, I'm not watching the grand final. I am not watching the grand final again. I know we led 24-8. I know we had one hand on the trophy, but I am not watching that game again. Games you would rather forget. Great talk topic, Coach K. Games you would rather forget. There's a couple that stand out for me. Yes, I know. The 60 nil Newcastle against the South Sydney Rabbitohs back in 1999. Down 30 nil at halftime. Russell Crowe comes in. Defence. Defence. We lose 60 nil, so 30 nil in the second half. Great bit of consistency from the South Sydney Rabbitohs that day. But let me tell you a little bit later on about the time the Salford City Reds went to Odsall Stadium at Bradford. Uh, luckily not playing that game because I'd been knocked out by Shane Millard the week before. Thank you Billy, for that. But we started well. It was 16-10. We were leading at one point the pride of the city, the Salford City Reds. Final scoreline, Bradford 96, Salford 16. That 
is a true story. All right, let us know. The games you would rather forget. one 1170 And get us on the text line as well. 0457-736-736. A break and back with more.